Hello, everyone, and welcome to David and Nicole's Survivor Podcast. I'm David, and with me, as always, is... Nicole, hello! How are you, Nicole? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Another late uh, podcast, but uh, scheduling conflicts, and we managed to get it done. Sorry it's late again. We're hoping to get back onto our schedule of getting them a lot, done a lot earlier. But another good episode of Survivor this past Wednesday... I th- I'm finding this season very entertaining. I haven't found an episode there I was just really like, well, this wasn't that good. I've, every single episode I've been impressed with. Me too, yeah. All right, well, before we start talking about this week's episode, let's talk about some Survivor announcements. First, uh, we had mentioned earlier that Survivor Thailand and Survivor Amazon were going to be available uh, on Amazon.com to order. Well, they have set a date for Survivor Thailand, and it is now October 25th. So, when it comes October 25th, you can now order Survivor Thailand and get it in the mail and watch the season all over again on DVD. Survivor Amazon still has... Date uh, is unavailable, so we'll see. We'll keep you posted when that one's available, but get Survivor Thailand on DVD. Our next announcement is that ratings this week were... 11.1 million. It has gone up by like a million people. Now, this is probably because the X Factor wasn't on because the World Series baseball game was on. And I guess people didn't want to watch that for some reason. And so they watched Survivor, which is great. Yay! All right. That's all the announcements we have. So it is now time to move on to Survivor Spotlight. Our first Survivor Spotlight topic is... Crybaby. So Ozzy comes back from Tribal Council and, you know, he's he's kind of upset that he was blindsided and, you know, he, he is kind of a crybaby. What do you think Ozzy's chances are in the game now? Well, he had this whole incident, you know, saying, I'm a free agent and I don't do alliances anymore and I have the idol, by the way, <laughs> and all this kind of stuff and really just it's like... Everyone's like, really, Ozzy? You're going to be a crybaby like that? But then he came back like a day later and said, oh, I'm sorry, guys, for my actions, and tried to make it up. So for his chances, I think he's going to make it a little farther. I mean, he does have the idol. um, But I would still say that he's going to get voted out slightly after the merge. I don't think his chances are going to improve that great. Once once we get to the individual challenges, everyone's going to be like, we have to vote him out. Yeah, um, I don't think he has much chance left in the game, and, you know, I, I just, I don't understand him. He seems to be up and down right now, and his moods and everything like that, so, I, yeah, I, I don't think he's going to make it very far either. Ozzy did, uh, after he sort of made up with everyone, he, they showed him talking with Keith, and they made a new alliance to the end. Um, and then they also had a confessional uh, with Jim saying he wanted to keep him because he helps them win challenges, and then when it comes to individual, he's a bigger target, so people are going to vote for him. Do you think they're genuine in wanting to keep them, or do you think they're just sort of playing him along and really aren't on his side? I think it's really hard to tell at this point. Jim has an interesting strategy with wanting to keep Ozzy around, and people are going to see Ozzy as the target later on once we get to individual immunities. So I I can see why they want to keep him around, but I don't think that they want to, like, 
go to the end with him. I think they just want to keep him around for as long as they can until it gets out, and then they won't be that sorrowful or anything. Yeah, I think Jim is definitely genuine in his, you know, I just want to basically use Ozzy as a shield so that Jim won't get voted out. It's smart, and I, I think it's very, actually, very uh, a good strategic move on his part. Keith, on the other hand, I don't know. We've seen him throughout the season say he's been very wary and skeptical of Ozzy. Um, so I think he's still sure he has that, but he's always going to be skeptical and wary, and when something comes along, I think he'll jump on it, just like he did with getting the lease out. So, which do you think is a better description of Ozzy? Crybaby free agent, or middle-aged lazy ass? Hmm, I don't know. It was a lot more entertaining when he was the middle-aged lazy ass. And crybaby free agent, it's just sort of sad. You're like, really, Ozzy? It's your third time. It doesn't really seem like you've learned anything. So I'm going to go with middle-aged lazy ass. Um, though I find that funny, I'm going to go with crybaby free agent because he, he is being a bit of a crybaby. <laughs> hmm. Well, our next Survivor Spotlight is Who Has a Clue? So you have Brandon Hance. Apparently he has some of the same genes as Russell Hance, being nephew and uncle, and uh, found a clue to the Hidden Immunity Idol and was scouring all over looking for that idol, even though Coach had it the whole time. (laughs) So I guess the main question is, are the Hance just naturally talented at finding idols? Is it something in their blood? I think it is something in their blood, because though... Um, Brandon hasn't found it. At least he found the clue. This was his first time where he was really looking hard for it. So the fact that he found the clue, it's a good sign. There's something in the blood. And I think he would have found it if it had been there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But since it's not there, he obviously can't find it. So, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe, you know, Russell's sister or something will have to come on next season and we can see if she's any good at it. (laughs) I actually don't want that. CBS, do not do that. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, Brandon is just, I don't know. He's not really playing that great of a game, which I think everyone knows. Even at Tribal Council, he was like, "Uh, just vote me off right now if we're not going to play with loyalty and integrity and all this stuff. And I was like, you never... Never asks anyone, don't tell anyone to vote you out. That's the stupidest thing ever. So we, we see a lot of the negatives. Do you think there are any ways in which Brandon is playing a good game? Oh, I don't think that Brandon is playing a good game at all. I, you know, I haven't figured out why he hasn't been voted out yet because people don't trust him and he's just always saying ridiculous things. I... I think he's got to get voted out sometime soon. So, I I don't know. I don't think he's playing a good game. You know, he's doing a lot of things wrong. But in some ways, he, I mean, he has to do be doing something right because his, his alliance still sort of trusts him. He's still in this group, even though he's sort of volatile. Um, so, he, he does have some trust with him. He's just sort of crazy. And I think he's almost in Philip area... Uh, of craziness where people are going to want to take him to the end because he's so crazy and will never win. But this is going to sound <laughs> I think that Philip was more aware of what he was doing than Brandon is. I don't think Brandon is at all perceiving himself to be that way. He's just 
clearly acting crazy. And there were some times, at least, when I questioned Philip. I was like, is he doing this on purpose, or is he just crazy? You know, but I think Brandon is all genuine. So he's playing, like, majority of his game is bad, but he has to be doing something right. He still has some trust that people are not just automatically saying, we're done with you. And... One of my main beefs with this episode was, do, really, CBS, do we really need to infuse a clip of Russell with Brandon? Yes, we get, we're comparing them, but we don't need to see Russell on the show again. What were your thoughts of that, Nicole? I, I think I needed to have that reminder, you know, the comparison. I think it was important. Just in case you forgot who Russell is. Who's this Russell that they're talking about? <laughs> oh, it's the short, fat guy that was walking around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to our next Survivor Spotlight, The Finger. So we get to the Redemption Island duel, and um, they do stuff shuffleboard. And I don't know, David, on a scale of 1 to 10, how boring do you think shuffleboard is? Uh, it's, it's at least a 2, if not a 1. Shuffleboard, this is a... This is a challenge that they've done for a lot of seasons. I think the first time was in Amazon Season 6. So this is something that they've brought back season after season after season. And I've never really found it that enjoyable of a challenge. You're just watching people slide pucks. (laughs) It's not really entertaining at all. And i got to think the only reason they keep doing... This challenge is because it doesn't cost very much money. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I might give it a three or maybe a two and a half. You know, it's intense sometimes when it's close and you don't know who's going to win or not. And you you knock your own thing off the board. Like, it, it can be pretty exciting, David. I think they edit it to add a lot more suspense than it actually is. If you were actually sitting in a Redemption Island duel and you're just, like, watching them fight, there's no dramatic music, (laughs) there's none of that editing and fancy stuff, I think it would be incredibly boring. Yeah, probably. (laughs) So, while they're doing this duel, um, Rick decides to cheer on Christine. He's like, come on, Christine, you can do it. And Christine doesn't... I like that, and she nonchalantly kind of gives him the finger. <laughs> it was pretty obvious. <laughs> um, do you think giving the finger is harmful to Christine's game? I don't think it's ever a good thing to make anyone mad on Survivor. I get that she's sort of bitter, and that her tribe backs or betrayed her. Well, not even betrayed, because she knew she was going to get voted out. But they voted her out. You know, that's the the nature of the game. What you need to do is get over it and get ready and prepared to come back if you do. And I think when you come back, you want to have everyone liking you. You don't want to have people upset at you. Because maybe the other tribe doesn't want you. And then you're trying to... Then what do you have left? You have no one. So I think it's... Always a good thing to not burn bridges in the game. Do I think it's going to be the one thing that is her downfall? Probably not. But I just I never think it's good to make anyone mad on Survivor. I completely agree. I mean, you know, it's a a game where it's about relationships with other people, and 
you're not going to have positive relationships with people when you're giving them the finger and being all angry at them all the time. So, yeah, <laughs> I agree. Thinking about Redemption Island, you know, does anyone who comes back from it have a chance in the game? You know, it, I think it it's, depends on the person a lot. I would say I don't think Christine's going to make it very far. Even even if she sides with the other tribe and they vote her tribe members off, I don't think she's really going to infiltrate the other tribe or anything. So I, see, I don't see her making it to the very end or anything. Michaela, I think she would fit more in with everyone. They like her because I don't think anyone sort of really disliked her. But at the same time, they may perceive her to be a threat and challenges and everything and want to get her off as well. And uh, if Ozzy gets voted out and comes back, the same thing. So I think, I don't think anyone who gets voted out and comes back will have a really good chance. There's a reason why they're voted out. Mm-hmm. And that reason is generally why they will not win the game. Right. I, I completely agree. I, I don't think that anyone who comes back is going to win the game. I mean, I suppose it could happen because maybe people won't hate them as much as other people that they've been living with this whole time. But, um, like you said, you know, there's a reason the person was voted out. And, you know, Christine especially, I don't think she would have a chance of winning the game just because she really isn't that good of a player. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, and I want to make a clarification. I think if they come back around merge time, they don't have a chance. If they do it where it's the final you come back in the final five again if you win the two challengers or whatever, and I think you have a very good chance of winning. That being said, at least the first half, I don't think I don't think you have very good chances at all. Our next survivor spotlight is all in one challenge. So we had an immunity challenge, which was really cool and really creative. They had a wheelbarrow that they had to assemble, and then they had to go through an obstacle course. Uh, picking up coconuts, and then they emptied their wheelbarrow out of the coconuts, and the wheelbarrow transformed into a slingshot, and then they shot down targets. Um, I think it was a very cool challenge, very original, and it makes me think, why does Survivor not do more of these Survivor challenges? Why do they keep giving us Shuffleboard or some of the other challenges that they keep repeating and not as many new, original, and sort of awesome, unique challenges? Well, David, it's all about going green. You know, they're recycling these challenges to save the environment. That's what I think, you know? (laughs) No, but really, like, I guess they just don't have enough creative ideas. And so, I, I don't know, I'm really glad that they came up with something unique like they did. And I hope that they can continue to do that. Um, But for now, they're, they're just, you know, recycling yeah, um, I think it has to do with budget cuts, so now they have to scale back on challenges, so that's why we have shuffleboard and beanbag toss and stuff like that. It's a lot cheaper to make a board and little discs that you're sliding than it is to make a whole big challenge like that, uh, and a lot less time-consuming. And then I think, like, I'm, I'm all for bringing certain challenges back, but I think there needs to be a balance between a new challenges and, like, returning favorites. But Shuffleboard is not a favorite challenge. <laughs> um, but yes, but I, I think the reason why they don't do it is purely a money thing. Because 
like returning ones they know how to make it and everything so that's less time to come up with creating it uh so that means you don't have to pay the people as much it's less effort especially for big elaborate challenges to do smaller ones so you know i just think it's all about money also in the challenge, you know, you had Upolu who was in the lead for the longest time, and then they were shooting the slingshot, and uh, Michaela didn't hit anything. It was doing it one hand, and it was horrible, and the other team, Savai, ended up coming from behind and winning. Um, Coach was very adamant, Michaela, you need to you need to step out. And she's like, no, I got this. I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, do you think that Michaela should have stepped back and not participated and listened to Coach, or do you think she had every right to continue in the challenge? Well, I totally see why she kept going. I mean, from her perspective, maybe she couldn't tell that she was more off than Coach and them were. You know, she just wanted to keep trying. She's a strong person. She didn't want to give up, and she didn't doesn't like the feeling of stepping back and letting the guys take over or whatever. But I do think it might have been beneficial to the tribe if she had stepped back again a, a bit and let them shoot because they, they were doing a little better. They were a little closer to the targets than she was. The interesting thing is Michaela didn't hit any, but Coach didn't hit any either. Albert was the only one from their team to hit anything. So to me, you know, I would think that both Coach... And Michaela should have sat back and just let Albert do everyone because he was way closer than either of them was actually hitting things. But, you know, Coach's ego will never let him, you know, just sit back like that because he's the coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think part of that's for Michaela. And I also think that, like, Michaela didn't fully understand what Coach was saying. He wasn't being, like, very direct. He was sort of subtly saying, hey, take a rest or something. And I think she interpreted that as, I'm not... Oh, you think I'm tired? I'm not tired. I can keep doing that. Not mm. you. You are not doing well at this challenge. Stop performing, so we lose. So we don't lose. So I think uh, I think it was miscommunication. But I I think you know, in fairness, maybe Coach and uh, Michaela should step back and just let Albert do every one of them. <laughs> it's funny though, because Coach said something about you know she disobeyed a direct order or whatever. I Maybe mean, it wasn't as direct of an order as he thought. Yeah. <laughs> so this whole season, every single tri- every single challenge has been one tribe then the next, one tribe then the next. They keep winning back and forth, and most of the challenges are very, very close, very, very neck and neck. Why do you think these teams? Why do you think these tribes are so evenly matched? Why does it keep going back and forth? Why isn't one team dominating the other? Because we've seen seasons where one tribe is dominant and the other isn't. Why are these two teams so evenly matched? Well, I think that the Survivor people just did a good job picking the teams, looking at the people, kind of evaluating them, trying to see, you know, who's a strong person, who's not, and dividing up the teams, that they just did a really good job dividing the teams. And then I also think that they have been voting out weaker people Both tribes have been voting out weaker people to keep themselves strong in the challenges, whereas in other seasons past, sometimes they vote out stronger people who probably would have helped them more in the challenge for other strategic reasons, like they're not part of the alliance, they don't trust them, they're too much of a threat or whatever. So I think the tribes are very 
focused and determined on winning above all else. So I think that's part of the reason. Yeah, for me, they have to be somewhat well-balanced physically and mentally and everything. But the other thing I think is just about team unity and working together. And I think both tribes, they have some scuttles and fights and everything, but when it comes to challenges, both teams are working really well together as a team. This is the first time we'd seen really a big issue between Coach and Michaela not really working as a team. But for the most part, the teams work really well together. Um, so I think that's another reason why they're evenly matched. When we see tribes that lose constantly, it's usually because they don't have a good team uh, cohesiveness and they're not really all working together and communication is very poor. So I think both teams have done very well at that and that's the reason why they've done uh, been so evenly matched in the challenges. Mm-hmm. Good point. All right, and our last survivor spotlight is strength versus loyalty. This goes back to the, this is the big question this uh, episode, and we've seen it in the previous season and lots of seasons. Do you keep someone who's strong to help you in the challenges, or do you keep someone who's going to be loyal? And this actually spit, split the tribe. You had Albert and Sophie who wanted to keep Michaela and Boda Edna because she was weak, and you had Coach uh, and Brandon who wanted to keep Edna because she was loyal. And Rick was in the middle and ended up choosing loyalty. So which do you think, in Survivor in general, all seasons, taking in the scope of things, which is more important, strength or loyalty? Um, I think most of the time the most important thing is loyalty. That's what people go for, and that's what's really going to get you far in the game is if you have someone with you who you know is going to be loyal and stick with you and not stab you in the back or whatever. I I think that is more of a focus than the strength, even though strength is definitely important to them as well. Yeah, I I agree. I think if you can get a core, even if it's four, we've seen it in Samoa and we've seen it in Token Chains where the smaller alliance ends up going all the way to the end and picking the big ones out because the bigger alliance out because they stick together and the other tribe just starts eating at each other until, you know, they eat everyone and you just have the other tribe remaining. So I think I think loyalty is huge because even if you have the numbers, if your tribe is not loyal to each other, then they're just going to start eating each other and then you won't win anyways. Mm-hmm. So let's look at uh, two, two specific people and their decisions and was it the right decision? So let's first go to Coach. Did Coach make the right decision keeping Edna and getting rid of Michaela? I think that he did because him and Edna had this strong connection already. And, you know, I think she's definitely going to help him out in the game. And, you know, he he's helping keep her alive, really. So I, I think that was a good decision. I'm going back and forth on this. Um, I think... I think Edna was probably the right decision for Coach, but at the same time, in order to keep Edna, he broke apart his his alliance. He broke that loyalty with some of the other people. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't know if necessarily it was the right decision the way it went about because I think it definitely was sort of split the tribe, and it actually by keeping the person who was more loyal created distrust with some of his other tribe members. So I don't know if it was the best decision. Um, but you could say the reverse with Albert and Sophie. They should have just went along with Coach to make it unity. 
I'm just saying for all of them involved, they need to probably more focus on being together and one as a team as opposed to going their separate ways and trying to keep their person um, and splitting the vote. So let's talk about Rick. Rick was the swing vote in here and had to decide between Coach or Albert which group to go with, and he had decided to go with Coach. Do you think Rick made the right decision for himself in the game? You know, it's hard to tell. I, I really don't know with Rick because I just don't really know where he stands with the tribe. Yeah, I, I, I really don't know. Um, for me, I think Rick made the right decision for this reason – Michaela, I think, was more is more likable than Edna. So Michaela has a much better chance of worming her way into the alliance and maybe kicking Rick out than Edna. And second of all, yeah, Rick's whole thing is about laying low, and I think that Edna is a, a big target because she talks all the time and she's weak. So even if they lose another one, it's almost certain that Edna's going to get out and not someone else. So I. I think that Rick probably made the right decision for himself. Like I said, as a tribe, I don't think it was the right decision to split the vote. But, yeah, it will be interesting to see next episode how this affects their tribe. Can they come back together and be unified, or will this split everything? All right, it's now time to move on to pros and cons. Uh, some of their... All right, con. Ozzy was blindsided and was down in the dumps for a couple of days. Pro, the sadder Ozzy is, the happier Cochran is. Con, they showed Russell being infused with Brandon Hans. Pro, they showed Coach impersonating the Hans walk. That, that made it okay. <laughs> Con, Rick tried to cheer on Christine only to be given the finger. Pro, we actually got to see a confessional from Rick because of it. Pro, Christine wins another duel and is still alive in this game. Con, how accomplished can you really feel from winning Shuffleboard? Con, Edna was very close to being voted off. Pro, the tree mail visor is back. Hooray! Yay. Con, Michaela did not listen to Coach and did poorly in the slingshot. Pro, at least Coach showed his strength in the challenge. Oh, oh wait, he didn't hit any either. Con, Michaela was voted out. Pro, Edna gave her some encouraging words for her future modeling career. Pro, Brandon told everyone to vote him out. Con, no one listened to him. Oh, darn. <laughs> and that is pros and cons. As we move on to award show, this is part of the show where we give different awards for different people or things in the past episode. Alright, so our first award is the Grant Award. Now, Grant was someone who was paired up with Boston Rob, and then he ended up getting voted out. He was very bitter. He didn't want to forgive Boston Rob, and, you know, just harboring these angry feelings. So, who in this season is showing those signs? Well, the award goes to Christine. Christine, just get over it already. Yes, they voted you out, but you don't need to be giving people a finger and being so bitter. But congratulations, you've won the Grant Award. (laughs) Our other award is the Ralph Award. This award is given out to the person who stupidly tells people that he has the hidden immunity idol. Just like Ralph did at, at one of the Redemption Island duels. And then tried to cover it up and it was just like, gotcha, faked ya. So the Ruffle Award goes to Ozzy. 
Please, Ozzy, do not go telling everyone that you have the idol. Thank you. But congratulations for winning the Ralph Award. And now it's time to move on to David and Nicole's Survivor Play of the Day. This is part of the show where Nicole and I both pick our most impactful, our most memorable moment from the past episode. We go back and forth, one of us concedes, and we will have a winner. Nicole, what is your play of the day? One thing that really just sticks out to me from the episode is... Uh, Brandon going and looking for that clue and the whole comparison with him and Russell and the way he was walking, I found it to be humorous and it just, it, it stuck out to me. I thought it should be funny. Yeah, it's a, it's a good moment. Brought stuff to the episode. However, I think the most impactful thing is definitely going to be the tribe splitting their votes between Michaela and Edna and being a tribe divided. I think that's going to have huge implications, especially as we get into the next episode, as far as trust goes and can they bridge that gap. So I think the division between Edna and Michaela uh, should be the play of the day. Hmm, I don't know. Russell got a little scene. Yeah, I don't want to give Russell another play of the day award. Okay. <laughs> It's true. I, you know, I'm going to have to agree with you on this. All right. So, the Upolu tribe dividing in two between Edna and Michaela is the survivor play of the day. Dun, da, da, da. All right. Moving on then to coming soon. So, next time on Survivor, Ozzy is talking to Cochran and he proposes a plan to be voted out and go to Redemption Island. Okay. Coach prays for rejuvenation. And once again, the challenge is neck and neck. It's amazing. These tribes just, you know, they, they're both so strong and you never know who's going to win. All right, so it is now time to go over the prediction game. Just a quick recap of last week's predictions. Christine won the Redemption Island duel, meaning both of us get three points. Savai won the immunity challenge, which means Nicole gets... Points. Michaela got voted out. No, neither of us picked that, so we don't get any points. And Brandon was the last person to talk before Jeff said it's time to vote, which Nicole successfully got right, giving her another five points, which means she is majorly kicking my butt in the prediction game. Hopefully I can turn things around this week. <laughs> so the first question is, who wins the Redemption Island duel, Christine or Michaela? I think it's definitely going to be a close one. Um... Hard to say, but I, I'm going to just stick with Christine. I'm going to stick with Christine as well. I would sort of be glad to see Michaela win, but at the same time, I think Christine just has the momentum. All right, who's going to win the challenge, Upolu or Savai? I think it'll be Upolu. All right, I'm going to go with Savai then. I think their whole keeping loyalty thing may backfire on them, and uh, they may lose the challenge. Which brings us to, who is voted out? Well, um, I kept going back and forth on this, but I'm going to actually say Dawn. I think she's just on the outs of her tribe, and she doesn't really have that good of a social game going on. She's not very strong, and she's not someone that people trust as much as other people on her tribe. All right, I'm actually going to say that Edna gets voted out. I think if they lose, it's going to be Edna, look what you did, coach. 
<laughs> I could even see Coach getting voted out, but I'm still going to have to go with Edna. All right, and our bonus question this week is, who is handed the immunity idol after they win the challenge? I think Brandon. All right, I'm going to go with Keith. So those are our predictions. Find out if we're right or wrong next week. Plus, be sure, if you want to get into the prediction game, go on our website, davidnicolesurvivorpodcast.blogspot.com, and leave a comment with your predictions, and we'd love to hear what you think. That is all we have for this show. Do you have anything else, Nicole? Nope, that's it. All right, be sure to favorite us, subscribe to us, rate, comment, all that fun stuff, either on iTunes, David and Nicole's Survivor Podcast, or online, survivorpodcast.blogspot.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, we really enjoy hearing what you guys have to say. That is all we have for this show. Thank you for listening, and goodbye. Bye.